Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. All right, welcome back. This is episode number 56, I believe, and drug number 10. I thought it was 52, but maybe it's no, 56. No, it's 56. Today is uh, Modafinil. Provigil. Yeah, you know, that's not the other med- name. <laughs> the other name. That's the fancy name. Not a drug that we use like a ton. I've only prescribed it a few times. Usually it's prescribed by sleep doctors mostly. I've filled it for somebody, but I've never, I've never prescribed it. Yeah. So a little bit more of a different medication, and we'll talk about the FDA approval, but... Let's just keep in mind that the max total daily dose should be 400 milligrams daily, total daily dose. Yeah, usually 200, 200, 400. But I said max. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people don't go crazy with this, or do they? Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. That's what we need for a side effect, the I Wayne's know. World one. I know. <laughs> this was actually uh, came out of, the, uh, out of France, neuropsych physiologist, Michel Jovet. How they say Ooh, fancy. that? Fancy. Yeah, from Lafon Labs. Lafon. Uh, but anyway, that 1974, he kind of stumbled across this. They were actually working with a drafinil. A drafinil. And a metabolite of that is. No, I thought metaf- No, no. Modafinil metabolizes into a drafinil. I believe you have it backwards. I believe that's what you wrote. <laughs> no, well, that's wrong. Okay. They were looking at a drafinil. And okay. one of its metabolites is modafinil. Okay. And then... So in 2018 was the 289th most common drug prescribed. Yeah. Again, I don't know what that means because we should actually Google how many uh, drugs there were prescribed. Like what? how many different types of drugs were prescribed in 2018. Yeah. And again, you know, this was not officially registered as a drug for prescriptions till well, 1992 in France. So it's not like this has been along for a long time. It's kind of been there for a while. So the mechanism, whoops, mechanism of action. So it stimulates the histamine, or epi, serotonin, dopamine systems in the brain. So sounds like an upper. <laughs> well, if in my well, head, that's always my first step. Does this rev you up or bring you down? Just painted in the box. <laughs> so it's a. It's a medication that after multiple doses, its its half-life is about 15 hours. Uh, and it, and it, peak plasma is pretty quick, you know, two to four hours kind of just piles right up. But it's an interesting drug because in, you know, when a lot of the studies were actually done with adrafinil. And when they first were working with that, they noticed that mice who took that, they were a little more active but they didn't seem to have all the funky side effects, these peripheral sympathomimetic effects. Oh, you got it. Oof, that's a lot of letters. We should count that. I wonder, though, like... <laughs> that was still not quiet. I have got to quit smoking. <laughs> Jeez. COVID. Okay, I've um, never smoked. I, I was curious that... I always get interested when they do my studies and, like... What would a parasympathomimetic effect be in a mouse? Like, do they count, like, how many 
incontinent episodes they have and like how do you compare that to normal you're like a research person that's an undergrad all right you sit here for 24 hours and watch this thing see if it has diarrhea and then you get into real school okay how about metabolism metabolism so it's we're gonna have to go on record and saying we can't remember exactly what direction this goes the drafinil or It's it's a metabolite that was an arrow not yeah, you goofed that up. Okay, it's a metabolite of adrafinil. We'll, yeah. we'll agree on that one then. Yeah. So 90% is metabolized in the liver via the cytochrome P450 thing. So it can interact with a ton of drugs we'll get to in a minute. And then once it's been metabolized, then it's renally eliminated. But there's no... Is this the one that has like no dose modification for liver and renal I think that comes diseases. later. But just remember that gender does not affect metabolism. Gender affects so many things, but not this drug. Like alcohol, for instance. Different men and women. But not modafinil. Nope. Just fire away. All comers. Okay. So it's actually only FDA approved for three things. Let's make that perfectly clear. Narcolepsy. Okay, what? I fell asleep. (laughs) Okay, shift work sleep disorder, which... I was having a really hard time with, but I get it. I have a hard time with that too. It's like, oh, you work different shifts here. How about I give you this? I, yeah. I mean, these people that switch from days to nights to evenings, that's got to mess you up. It does. It's like jet lag, but that's not approved. But yet I get it, they, but I don't have trouble sleeping. So it's always hard for me to. Just to be clear, there's good data. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then obstruct, obstructive sleep apnea with residual sleepiness. So you need to have proof that you are using everything you can possibly do and you're still sleepy. That yeah. would be another hard one to prove. I've met those Did people. Did you see, though, in your research on that, any kind of BMI effect or any kind of other contraindications with specifically that FDA approval? No, did okay. not see a thing. With all of my research, I reviewed every possible paper in America. Okay, I didn't. I'm modafinil. I'm modafinil. You really do need to go out and ride your horses more often. <laughs> I don't like horses. So some of the uh, the side effects. All right. So, no, no, these are not oh, the side effects. sleep-deprived yet. individuals. So, if, for instance, if you're sleep-deprived, there's multiple things that will be improved by this. And this has been studied, you know? It's mm, happened. I those articles. Your so mood, you're, you're going to be in a better mood. You should take this. <laughs> It'll improve your fatigue. So you, yeah, and sleepiness and your cognition. So there, there you go. There's lots of reasons for you to take this. Um, it's, Me particularly? Yes. Similar to caffeine. Yeah, you. Uh, similar to caffeine, but actually a longer duration. So, so maybe you need it. So you're not, he, he's tracking his Diet Mountain Dew intake now in his phone. Okay, that's not true, but it sounded like it today. It's partially true. Um but, you know, I think that that's really the key is that it's uh, it's kind of similar to that caffeine, except just like a step up. So it'll improve sleepiness in all of the three indications we already talked about, but it does not improve cataplexy. So whenever I hear the word cataplexy, I think of the movie Patch Adams when Robin Williams oh, yeah. was in the, in the mental institution hospital and the one who just would like fall over. Yeah. Cataplectic. Uh, so it doesn't improve that. I'm going to throw a curveball that you didn't see coming here. Uh, cataplexy, let's face it, it makes you think this is in cats. <laughs> I looked this, you know, I got down one of those. <laughs> yeah. I got down one of these rabbit holes and I started looking at this because 
Animals, you wanted to know where the word cataplexy no, came from, didn't no. you? Animals commonly have cataplexy, including dogs. Yes. So cats and dogs get cataplexy. I mean, my first thought was cataplexy. Got to be cat related. Because they also they knew asleep. But anyway, so what is it contraindicated for? Yeah, if you're, yeah. Yeah, if you're manic, you probably don't want to take this. If you're psychotic. So things that already have increased dopamine, serotonin, or epihistamine, serotonin in the brain. Interestingly, they there's contraindications for depression, but in fact, they use it for depression often. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. Aggressive behavior. Wow, you don't want to take this, Dr. Bell. See? Um, um, suicidal behavior, suicidal thoughts and ideations. You don't want to take this. I wonder if that's because it actually, it, kind of like alcohol, it'll increase your suicidal thoughts, but or increase the attempt, but not the thought, because now you have maybe more energy to do an attempt. It's different than alcohol, because I don't know, it's like just, alcohol, of course, it's an inhibition drink, thing. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. But again, let's go back to aggressive behavior. <laughs> you shouldn't be taking this, Doctor Bell. Um, but anyway, if you're having MI, I guess like, you know, that's not my first go-to. Hey, it looks like I have an MI. <laughs> Going to give you a little modafinil. I think it really means in people who have a bad cardiac history. I mean, oh. hypertension, angina, history of MI, probably shouldn't take this. Like, sorry, sir. I'd love you to be awake during this. I bet you all can't tell which one of the side effects might be. Hmm, tachycardia. We'll get to that. Yeah. No mm. data in pregnancy and lactation. Yeah. You don't want to take this because if in case it did go through, can you imagine a newborn being more hypervigilant and more aroused. No, thank you. It's like, yeah. But you know, one of the funny things is that <laughs> there was a study I ran across and they, they looked at the numbers and what people were taking modafinil for and more people were using it for off-label uses than on-label. Well, it doesn't take much. There are a lot of off-label. And this isn't all of them. I just want to be clear with my intense research. Um, you know, Opioid-related sleepiness. So I'm already taking one scheduled drug. Let's take another one to keep me awake. Um, (laughs) Right? It's like the opposite. Okay, so opioid-related sleepiness, ADHD and ADHD is off-label. So you have to remember, you have to document that. Yeah. Age-related memory decline. So, Kurt, I'm sorry you're not allowed to take this medication. Because I'm not declining? No, because you're old. (laughs) No, it says you can't. It's an off-label. You can use it if your if your memory's declining. I mean, mine's not declining, but if it ever starts, I'm on this. Anyway, um, fatigue from high pressure jobs. <laughs> fatigue. Fatigue. Um, chemotherapy fatigue. Like a, MS fatigue. It's like a French roll fatigue. No, never. Mind. Soldiers, truck drivers, and students who need to cram should not take this. Um, well, it's off-label for that. Doesn't mean they shouldn't take yeah, you're it. Right, if, you're right. if you can find somebody. That would give it to you. All right. Jet lag. Mm. I Yeah. Uh, Alzheimer's. Sleepiness caused by other drugs similar to the opioid thing. And cocaine use disorder. We'll talk about that again in a second. Yeah. There's actually studies, uh, many studies using this for That's that. so weird though. Because Maybe it's because it's like an M8. They're trying to use it as like an MAT for cocaine use disorder. You know, it's, it's interesting because I came across a thing in, well, Arrowwood, which is not exactly... Uh, you know, scientific, but somebody said that they started taking modafinil and they completely lost their desire to drink and quit drinking. Mm-hmm. I found that pretty interesting. Well, yeah, I'll talk about some of that. So side, side effects. effects. Jinx, common side effects. <laughs> you can't talk now until I say your name three times. <laughs> uh, that's a thing. 
when you're in kindergarten, now, elementary school, is I'm talking. I didn't list all of them. Just common so you know. side effects: nausea, headache, insomnia, and anxiety. Insomnia, duh. I mean, that's like the whole purpose. Yeah, there's Arrowwood is filled with people who said, "Hey, I took modafinil so I could stay up for three straight days." Yeah, we'll get to some of the Arrowwood comments here in a minute. I know, but it's foreshadow. And of course, less frequently, well, confusion. I mean, I think if that was a common one, probably wouldn't be on the market. Hypotension and hypertension. So you can go either way. This is a flip of the coin. <laughs> and of course, memory loss, urinary retention, which is never good, and vomiting. So more rare, probably not things you really want to have, um, thrombocytopenia, so low platelets, mania, although you're up for three days, yeah, I don't think that would be good. Um, suicidal thoughts, Stephen Johnson syndrome, asystole, so it's not good if your heart stops beating, and then angioedema. I think it's like if you're Googling stuff when you're manic, you're like, hey, how can I keep this going? Right? Oh, modafinil. You know, that's not a bad thought. Keep this thing rolling. Like, it's at least legal. It's not meth. Now, super rare side effects, and we do have a little information on this later. Uh, Dependence, of course, which is, there's not a lot of stuff about people really dependent. Yeah. Hypersexuality. You'll just have to wait more for that. Yeah. There's your foreshadow. And other stuff. So because it does the whole liver P450 thing, it, of course, interacts with everything. Morphine, birth control pills, PS, it decreases the effectiveness of birth control pills. So maybe pick up a different birth control option and or use a second or, you know. Yeah, if you're option. up for three days, still try and avoid that. Well, yet we have a super verse side effect of hypersexuality. So here's the where it, herein lies the problem. Yeah, that's anyway. rare. Tricyclic antidepressants, antifungals, MAOIs, and SSRIs. It interacts with... All of those things. Mm. So what does it look like, Kurt, when you take too much? You know, it's funny because a lot of people take too much. And most of them really don't get really that sick. Although if you're going to, you're going to get that whole headache, nausea, and vomiting thing. But, but again, it's that QTC thing we always worry about. It's just lurking in the background. And lurking. tachycardia like we talked about. Lurking like a stalker. And dyskinesia, which will, again, that's a little preview for what's to come. Yeah, that's that case report. There you go. So what does withdrawal look like? You know, if you're taking it for regular doses and you're just taking it for what you're supposed to take it for, there's not really much excitement with withdrawal. Yeah, but man, I found this case and it was like, this dude was taking like, I don't know, eight or ten times normal. And he was trying to come down off this and they were giving him a ton of Ativan and then tapering just 100 milligrams every few days just to get him off. Uh, so you can get pretty sick on the withdrawal, but you got to be taking some pretty big doses. Yet, and even actually, with like not a ton of abuse and all of that, there is street names. It's funny how we can find more street names for some of these and not for others. But this one has some fun street names. Daffy, Professional Vigil, and good. Mod. Yeah, Mod was one that I saw a lot in uh, COVID or Moda. In COVID? No, Moda. M-O-D- no, but you said it's what I saw a lot of in Arrowhead. COVID. You said COVID. <laughs> no, and because we do not, just to be clear, everybody, we never edit. No, so, so we will go back and listen to yeah. COVID. <laughs> so when Dr. Bell says something dumb, which, well, it happens frequently, we never take it out. So, COVID. Anyway, yeah. so how do you abuse this? This is what you found a lot of different things. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that there was very few people like, oh, I'm going to take five times more. They didn't do that. Most of the people on the different sites I found were taking it with somebody. 
amphetamine, you know, somebody or something. There were a lot of them were taken with somebody. I, that's another story. Um, but they were taken with amphetamines and mushrooms and Xanax. And a lot of them would like combine the stimulants and do a little, you know, bupropion or ecstasy. Why not? Yeah. A little ecstasy or with cannabis. And so it was, it was really interesting that people tended to mix it. And most often I would say there weren't any things in there. I found where people were taking with opioids just didn't happen. They were all mixing it with stimulants. So why do people use it? They can describe it as a cocaine-like experience, which is why I wonder if why they're trying to study it for almost like an MAT kind of picture. Um, but many describe this crash after repeated doses, which is very similar to cocaine as well. Yeah. So so how about some historical things? Let's talk about the history, Dr. Bell. In 1983, just as I was getting out of college. Just as I was being born. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jove and Bastive. I don't know if I, that's how you say it. They started. I don't, know if, good, I don't know if in France you can just like, hey, I found this this drug in my lab. I'm just going to give it to a bunch of people. Um, because they started giving modafinil to kind of nar- narcoleptic people. And some of the patients they had with hypersomnia. And they just happened to notice, well, there's less sleepiness and less sleep attacks. So then they looked at... Uh, healthy volunteers and narcoleptic patients. And again, they had good results. So what's your next step in France? Well, then you give, it to, you give it to the army and let them use it during the Gulf War. But this is like what they did in World War II with uh, methamphetamine. methamphetamines Methamph- to the Japanese fighter pilots. And the, uh, the Blitzkrieg was all fueled by methamphetamine. So, so makes sense. The French, they didn't go quite all out. They just went for modafinil. So I think their army needed it to kind of stick in there for a change. Did I say that? Maybe. Sounded like it was in my head. Maybe, but yeah. Anyway, so abuse, again, like we'd already talked about, combos of drugs, people mix them together. The cocaine plus the modafinil increases the potency of cocaine in mice by tenfold. So that's when they put little, you know, tiny little needles into the nucleus accumbens and they measure the dopamine. Yeah, I've been so, doing that a little lately in some of the studies I'm doing. It's interesting. I wonder, and they didn't really talk about the different, um, how that happens in chemical, whatever, whatever. But if it's almost like the same thing with cocaethylene, so the cocaine with alcohol, if it's, you know, that exponential increase, if it's similar. Let's go back to how we get in that little electrode thing in the, <laughs> in the mouse's brain. I mean, I read that one thing about polyps in mice, and I'm thinking, how do you do colonoscopies on a on a mouse? But anyway... Yeah, getting these little things in the brain. I'm just I'm stuck by that. Now, let's talk about corrections in modafinil. Found nothing, Dr. Bell. You know, I just think this isn't a drug that you'd be like, you need to continue this in jail because you're not really doing, any, doing I mean, anything. Yeah, that you have to be awake for. Right. And I've not yet seen a patient's chart that has a history of narcolepsy. But it's not that common. I think with a real live diagnosis of narcolepsy, you'd probably, you'd have to keep that medicine on. Right. I don't think the I don't think the the diversion potential would be huge. Right. But mm-hmm. if it was a legit narcolepsy, you're gonna want to keep it. If you have sleep and sleep apnea with some sleepiness, that's not really gonna be a jail indication. Yeah. But anyway, some of these articles um I found very interesting. So improves your sleepiness and muscular dystrophy. So and small studies. Small studies, again, off label. Small studies to be as efficacious as methylphenidate in ADHD. So it is one of those off-label uses. Yeah, a number of small studies that showed that it improved depression in bipolar patients. 
and trials for sleepiness in Parkinson's, cocaine addiction, and cognition in chronic fatigue syndrome. Well, most of those had inconsistent results. So okay. still not used for that. I'm going to go through this first case and you can go through the second. Oh, <laughs> this is a good one. So this first one, a suicide attempt of a 15-year-old who ingested 5,000 milligrams of modafinil. Oh, you have the case. What are you doing? I was just looking for um, the case. So her mom had been prescribed modafinil for the fatigue related to MS, multiple sclerosis, again, off-label. And so the 15-year-old took a ton of them. Two hours after ingestion, she felt headache, nausea, abdominal pain, did have some QT prolongation. They observed her for 72 hours in the hospital, but she did have a straight 24 hours of inability to sleep, tachycardia, and dyskinesia. But good news was, is when they monitored her, um, you know, comprehensive metabolic panel, so liver, kidneys, CBC, all normal. Her blood pressure remained normal the entire time. So that's amazing. I think it's amazing, 5,000 milligrams. I mean, that must have been a new prescription. Jeez. Well, then there was also an article that was actually uh, Modafinil Dependence and Hypersexuality, a case report and review of the evidence. Now, this is, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck this name Sahu Swapnajit, I don't know, and Gupta Gurav. But anyway, it's in the Department of Psychiatry um, in India. And they, they basically had this case report of a 35 year old male who was using off-label uh, modafinil for bipolar affective disorder. Well, he was, I mean, he was prescribed it. Yes. Yes. But he was not taking it exactly like they said. And so uh, he actually developed kind of a dependence disorder with the medication. And he just kind of ramped it up until he was up to that 1,000 milligram uh, a day. And he developed this hypersexuality that was kind of off the hook. Um, oh, really? Well, yeah. And in fact... Uh, he was, and, it's, and I quote, uh, on seeing any woman nearby, he started to have spontaneous erections and feel excited. He'd increased his uh, sexual activity to 10 to 12 times per day, which, I don't know, is that a lot? For you, Grandpa, they said daily, not mo- yearly. Oh. This is not an annual oh. amount. This is a daily amount. Oh, oh that was every day. Hmm. But uh, he, uh, man, he really had his trouble. And there's really no evidence as to what the mechanism of this is there's actually been a number of case reports this was probably the second one uh, so but this been is few. actually like a hypersexuality not a priapism correct because they're different they're clearly different I'm just <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about addiction in modafinil so there's really not a ton that talks about addiction but there is a lot of people on arrowhead we're going to kind of go through about four different quotes just you know people who've misused it and just kind of different thoughts and again it's I think it's fairly underwhelming when you compare it to some of the other things we've talked about, but it's just very interesting just to be aware of. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that there was a guy that I read this thing and he compared um, a daffodil and uh, modafinil, which is the metabolite. And he said modafinil, uh, though similar, has a few unique qualities. It was easier to fall asleep after a dose and it didn't produce that inner tension that a a daffodil did. And the quality of the stimulation seems subjectively, quote, fine, unquote. Um, so a little different than a drafanil, uh, which was more of a down and dirty drug. You know, they just, they see, this guy saw a drafanil is just not 
as refined. So now this one, considering we really started all of our addiction world dealing with opioids, I like this one. So a patient describes one fateful day. I just love that. It sounds like the beginning of a Charles Dickens novel. A coworker of mine gave me a 200 milligram provigil tablet she received as a sample. It did more than cut through my head fog. It made me the person I used to be. With that knowledge and some professional help, I got off the narcotics. Yeah, I haven't so seen that. Person I've been using opioids had this positive effect, but again, probably not a indication that I would use it for. Yeah, study of one, uh, and of course, a bad side effect. Mm. This person said, "I've changed my lifestyle and I have slowly become more isolated. For some reason, I do not enjoy drinking. That's a positive. Since I started taking Provigil." He just thought it really just changed this. So this person was kind of different than the last person because he thought that this changed his personality more and didn't love it. But okay, one last one. Now this one I feel is probably the most important way to look at this. I found this to be kind of, you know, for the people who are trying to abuse it, students trying to cram the the people in war trying to fight. This person says, quote, I did use Provigil early on to try to stay up all night for 72 hours straight. I would never do that again. The exhaustion clouded my thoughts. And while the Provigil kept me going, it was not without loss of focus. So without proper sleep, the true benefits of Provigil are lost. So you might be awake, yet you're still so exhausted, your brain is still not functioning. So you, again, you're awake, but you're not more effective and more efficient and your cramming is probably not going to be good. Interesting. Well, that was a lot of fun, modafinil. Not a drug I've prescribed a lot, but we will see people on it. There you go. So until next time, we should have battle legs, maybe find some type of upbeat modafinil-like music. Something that goes all night and for like days. Multiple. All right. So we'll chat at you again next week. Thanks. And I haven't been to bed since I